Okay, let's make a start. Thanks again for joining everybody. We continue with the halachas of how we uh, treating food with respect and uh, and care. We're in Simon Kuf Ayan Aleph, we're up to Seif Base. We should finish this Simon today, and uh, we start with Seif Base then. Lo yeshev odom al kupa malaya teinim ugrogros. Person should not sit on a on a basket that's filled with um, figs or, or dried figs. A person can sit on a, um, a a ring of pressed figs, while kupa malaya kitnios or a a basket filled with uh, pulse um, legumes. So, what's the distinction then between sitting on different types of food? Says the Mishnah Baruch, kupa malaya teinim. Davka bekupa shal nitzorim. It's specifically talking here. Not sitting on a a basket made of wicker, a wicker basket. Shehi nich nich pefes v'ochten mis akin u nimosin, where the the food inside is going to be crushed um, and uh, made disgusting. Avol shall eat shroy, but if it's protected by a wooden basket, a uh, wooden box, then that would be permitted. Shall dvela, but you can sit on a um, a ring of dried figs. Or rather, drinking of press frigs, rather. Why is that? Shaheim kashim misakmin. The distinction here is whether the food will be um, um, uh, made inedible or made disgusting because of the uh, being being crushed somehow. So where that can be avoided, then um, either because of the nature of the food or because of its protection, um, then then one can sit um, on that food. Yudalat kitnios. That um, or, or legumes. Sha'af sha'kupahi min sorim. Even though it's a wicker basket, hakitnios ba'asmon kashim him. The 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 uh, food itself. So we've got we've got two things. So we've got a a, a protection which is um, not going to which will allow for um, the food to be to be um, to potentially crushed. But because the legumes. The the kidneys are hard, kashim um then we're not worried about them becoming disgusting and therefore you could sit on such a basket. Sif Gimel. Mutter Leachol Daisa. Perush Hachito Shernik Lefes Umavusheles Bapas Bumakankaf. It's permitted to eat Daisa, which is a porridge. Um explains that it means it's been threshed, the the husk's been removed and it's been cooked, uh, with bread in place of a spoon. So you can use the bread to to mop up the uh, the porridge or cereal. <coughs> and but that's when he eats some bread afterwards. Those who are careful, they eat um, each time um, they they place food in their mouth with a uh, place of cereal in their mouth. Have a little bread with it, with the with the porridge. <coughs> so. We we don't treat, and the Mishnah will explain. We don't treat the bread um, as being treated with just. We don't treat it as if it's being treated with disrespect because it's being used as a, uh, as a as a serving spoon, as it were, in place of a spoon. There are more ads. And that which remains from the bread afterwards, um, it can be eaten. The Mishnah Brewer will explain. Well, certainly this bread can be eaten. What's the problem? Well, some people might find that bread a bit repugnant um, if it's been used to just mop up the and to to serve the uh, the dicer the the cereal from it.
Explain to the Mishnah Bura, Tziv Kotten Tesfov, Bemokum Kaf, using a spread in place of a spoon. Mishumta Ose Odom Sorachov Bepas, Hechatelo Mois Uchanal. As we saw earlier, you can use bread for one's needs um, where it doesn't become disgusting. And here, and for this person, it doesn't become disgusting. Because he's using, he's happy to eat it um, together or to, to use it for, for eating of the bread, or eating of the porridge, rather. But you should eat some, some of the bread together with the dicer. Because for other people, it becomes disgusting. And there's a problem here of um, of, of causing a loss of, 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 of um, a loss of food. We don't want to um, waste food uh, unnecessarily. Now, Deuteronomy number fourteen brings a an interesting question. You know, in in, in Roman times, certainly, and perhaps uh, I'm not aware of the history following that, but certainly in Roman times, the custom was to um, when you had a big meal to eat and then vomit it up in order that you should eat further afterwards so the question is um he brings is misha rotsa lahakia es masha somebody wants to voluntarily um vomit up the food in order to eat further afterwards is this the, treating the food with disrespect the shulchan will tell us later on in simon shinchof ches sif Lamentes. She also lassos cane. It's prohibited to do this. Because by doing so, you are causing a, a wastage and a loss of the food in, 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 through doing so. He says, though, if the person's in pain and a discomfort because of the, 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 the quantity of food that he's eaten and it's in his stomach, Rashai ligrom lahakas mizono. Then it is permitted to cause a person. You can voluntarily make oneself sick to to relieve that suffering. And also, if one wants to uh, to do so for the the um, for eat, uh, for a mitzvah eating purpose. If for some reason wanted to um, be particular to eat the third meal on Shabbos. And felt a bit, bit uh, full uh, prior to this. Because of Iglital, the Iglital writes, um, because he has in mind for, um, to eat afterwards for a mitzvah, that's not considered a, therefore, a um, wasting and, and loss of food. Those who are particular, um, then they will eat some bread together with the, uh, the cereal each time they, it enters their mouth. So why are they medactic? They're, they're very particular. They're concerned about using food as a mice eight, as a, a wooden implement. The bizoyhu that in in some respect it's not the the most the best proper use of of food and bread. Therefore, they eat from the bread when they use it as a spoon in place of a spoon um, in order to get around this problem. And then it um, it appears uh, as if it's coming to to um, accompany the food rather than just to be serving the food as a, as a spoon. Then afterwards, um, you can eat the bread. The reason why you can eat it is it's a bit maybe a bit soggy or a bit uh, it doesn't look so good, and for others it um, 
it would be disgusting, but for this person, he's at, it's fine for him to eat it, and it's not disgusting, um, so he may do so. We now turn to other uses of food um, in non-eating uh, environments. So, Sif Dalad. You can draw wine through ducts, like pipes, before the Chosen and Kala, so some kind of um, way of celebrating the, the, uh, the, the bride and the groom. They would pour wine and have wine drawn through ducts before them. And it's then received into a, a utensil um, at the mouth of the, the duct. And you can throw in front of the Chosn and Kala grain and nuts in, uh, in front of the Chosn and Kala in the summer months. They then don't become disgusting. But not in the rainy season. Because then they become all soggy and, and disgusting. rather and not bread rolls. You should never do that, um, even even in the in the summer dry months. So what are they doing? Throwing uh, or drawing the, this wine along ducks? Says the Mishnah Berurah. If cotton your test, that they are doing this. That it should be a simantov. It should be a, a, a auspicious uh, sign. It's like drawing um, pleasantness, uh, peace, and and goodness. Umayri but sino shall eats shenonimos. We're talking here though of um, these pipes or ducts that are made out of wood that, that do not um, do not make the the uh, the wine disgusting. Vuhu shikableno and sifkoven chaf. It should be received into a, a utensil. Because if not, if it if it just kind of pours out at the end onto the ground, then it's um, a loss of food, a waste of food, and and that is prohibited. So the question becomes: We well, do, isn't this what we do um, for havdola? We spill out some of the wine from the cup uh, for havdola. Is that not a waste? It says, and this the question is raised in Dirshu note number sixteen. Legabe havdola. Then the Ramor writes, the common besimen reish sativov sif alaf in reish sativov sif alaf. Shanohagim lishboich mikos shal yain ala oritz. Apparently, the minig was to in fact pour from the cup. Um, a cup of wine onto the ground directly. Just before the one making Abdol or making the brocha makes the brocha of Borei Priagofen. That the quote is that any house that does not pour wine like water. Uh, does not see um, a simon brocha, doesn't see, have auspicious um, uh, brocha come to them. That should come to them at the beginning of the week as a, um, uh, um, as a simon tov, as again a good sign. Um, it says there are those who are accustomed to pour from the wine, from the cup, after Havdola, who and to uh, extinguish the flame for and they, they 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 literally wash their eyes or they, they they dip some of the wine into their eyes as a sign of um, um, the mitzvah being beloved to them 
Because of Mishnah Brurashom, the Mishnah Brur writes there, B'Shem Achrim, in the name of the Achronim, Shlo Yishpoch B'Shas Brocha Klau. This, you shouldn't pour wine during the time of the Brocha at all. That, that's not what we should do. Elorak B'Shas Shem Mozog rather the time that the wine is mixed or is, is poured into the cup. Yimoles HaKos HaKol Gdosov, Gdoseho, Ad Asha Yishpoch Hayan Oresh. It, you should pour up the, the, the wine around the, into the, the cup and then it should overflow uh, onto the ground. But he says that one shouldn't do this extensively because one doesn't want to waste, or to lose, you know, uh, waste or lose the food in so doing. So a bit of wine is okay. Uh, a huge torrent, a flow of river of wine would not be, would not be a good idea. Back to the Mishnah Barosif, Kodn Chavalov, Shenimosin. So we, we throw nuts, um, wheat kernels, wheats, at the Chosn and Kala, not directly at them, but uh, in uh, a celebration of their wedding, um, but not in the rainy season, says the Mishnah Baruch Even though She'egozim She'eshlem Klippo, that all nuts, nuts have, uh, often have a shell, and the food inside doesn't become disgusting, in the, in nevertheless, in the in the rainy season, sheish refes vatit, that uh, anything found outside on the floor, um, whether it's rubbish, garbage, or or dirt, um, because is wet and soggy, and then umis lachetlin shomim and becomes um, uh, all soaky and, and soaked and dirty there. Nimois lahag lahag it's like discussing then to. To lift these items up, the nuts out of such an environment, and therefore you're going to lose the food because of it. There's a loss of food there. And there are places, um, there are places that their custom today is to throw raisins. The Shabbos before the Chasna and the Ufruf. They will throw raisins before the chosen, when he's called to read maftir in shul. The Mishra says it's not a good thing that people do, they throw raisins. Why? Because they're tender, soft, and they become disgusting through um, hitting the floor and becoming dirty, etc. So um, one shouldn't throw raisins, but as we've discussed before, maybe that's why. Um, throwing sweets, uh, wrapped sweets, for example, uh, candy that are in, in wrappers and protected from from becoming dirty or disgusting, uh, kids will pick those up from the ground and eat, open them up and eat them without a problem. So that's why uh, the candy or sweets like that will be permitted. Half base, velo galuskois, but not bread rolls. We've learned above in Sif Aleph that bread rolls, you can't throw them even if it's in a clean area. And even if it's uh, dry and, and, and protected, uh, there's a separate issue of throwing bread. Uh, we, don't, we, we, we don't do that. Sith hey. Hazorkin chitim lefnei chasonim. Somebody who throws the, the wheat in front of the chasonim, in front of the, 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 the grooms. Sorech lezoash lo yizraku mokum noki. You have to be careful to throw these items in a clean place. That they need to be cleaned, uh, tied up and, and swept away from there afterwards. 
in order that they shouldn't be trampled trampled upon and and the food lost that way. Says the Mishaburah, but Mokum Noki Chafgimel, Kadei Shelo Yelech Leibud, in order that they um, they shouldn't come to lost and and and, and destruction of food unnecessarily. Chafdalad, Vigam Yechabdu, and also uh, you clean the place afterwards. Ilav Hachi Ein Toeles Masha Zorak Mokum Noki, because if if you don't clean them up afterwards, then fine. So you've you, you throw them into a clean area, but um, that place won't remain clean forever, and people will walk there and, and trample on them, and the food will be lost. So that's why it needs to be cleaned up after. And with that, we complete Simon Kuf Ayan Aleph. We'll make a start on Simon Kuf Ayan Base. And Kuf Ayan Base deals with um, somebody eating food or drink um, without making a brocha. What should one do when one realizes that um, there's food or drink in the mouth and one hasn't uh, has forgotten to make a brocha? So we start Simon Kufayim base with Sif Aleph. There are two Sifim in this Simon Aleph. Shochach v'hichnis mashkin nesoch piv below brocha. He forgot and he took a gulp of water or any drink in, um, and he forgot to make a brocha. So the halacha is bolon, you swallow it. Ve'enu mavorech alehem brocha rishona. And don't make a brocha rishona, don't make a initial brocha uh, after having drunk um um, that that drink says the Mishaburah. So you've got an aleph bolon. He swallows it. She yefshal lepolton. You can't you can't um, spit it out. The maisei umafside because it's disgusting and it, you lose the food. You've wasted the food. Vegam lesalkon letzad echod mlugmov levorech and to try to push the, the liquid to the side of the mouth and to make a brocha besof. It's not food, sorry, but the, the drink to the side of the mouth and make a brocha. Come over, see base, as we learn with food, but ochlin, um, where, where that's possible. Eno yocho lasso said, Mashin, you can't do this with drink. She efchala dabeb oid mashkin bepif, because you can't speak and have liquid in your mouth at the same time. Hilcha chitirilo le volon, therefore chazal permitted a person to, to swallow it. Now, on this, the, it's interesting that edition number one, the Shlomo Zaman Orbach, that's how provides a reason. So the edition that one says, the reason is, below brocha. How, how is it that Chazal permitted you to, to, um, to swallow this without a brocha? Because of the reason that you're going to lose out on, you're wasting food. We know it's also to benefit from this world without making a brocha. So we have these two competing uh, items here. On the one hand, you, it's, a, you, it's also to, to enjoy the world, take pleasure from the world without the brocha first, when it comes to food and drink. On the other hand, um, to expel it from your mouth um, would mean a, a loss of the food, wasted of food. Food. So, as we said, Rav Shlomo Zabon Orbach explains this by saying, below brocha, the, the isa, the um, the, the issue of eating without a brocha, so the, the, the transgression that occurs of eating without a brocha, doesn't, isn't intrinsic in and of itself. It stems from the obligation that Chachomim placed on a person to make a brocha. When a person is in a situation where they cannot make a brocha, then there's no isa at all in the eating and the drinking. 
because he's not able to make a bracha. Therefore, if when you know he's obligating the bracha and it would mean that he's going to actively cause a loss of food, patruhu patruhu hachomim lemavorech chazal actually exempted the person from making a bracha. And, and he adds, and this is when, in a place where he needs to make a broch, he would therefore lose, make a, um, um, cause a loss of food. But where the the uh, the drink or the food has already become lost, destroyed. But somehow is able to save it. Save the food or the drink uh, without making a brocha. For example, it fell to the ground. So the food fell onto the ground in a place where it would not be fitting to make a brocha. There's no permission then to, to then drink or eat that food without a brocha to prevent the loss of the food or drink. So um, that's really how Shlomo explains here the, the permission to consume the drink without making the brocha. Back in the Mishnah Bura, the Kosa of Levushe Srad, and the Levushe Srad uh, writes, Dim Hichnes Ma'at Bepiv, if he um, he puts a, if he drinks a little bit, and uh, so there's only a small amount of liquid in his mouth, and he is able then to make a brocha, then, if it's if 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 he's able to buy some, some 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 way, then then he should he should make the bracha. Base alehem. But if he's drunk the water or drunk the liquid, um, he misses out then on the bracha rishona. Says yesh umrim. There are those that say lishtos. This only applies if he's he had a small cup of water, say, or a drink. And he gulped it all down, uh, or, or put, poured it in his mouth, and then realized he didn't make a, hadn't made a brocha. Um, but there's no other drink available to drink afterwards. And all he has is this is this this, this drink. But if he's um, taken from a cup where there's much more in there after after that initial sip, then he actually he should he should um, spit it out and not. Um, to get to get pleasure from the drink without a brocha, Roy Linhoig and the Mishabur says this is really the preferable way of acting um, and what one should do, and that's the Mogin Avram and the Elia Rabbo. Gimel brocha Roshona, he misses the brocha Roshona though, according to the Shulchan Aruch. Hatam, the reason is the Meachas Bolo Hamashkin, since he's already drunk the the, the drink. Now, the whole bracha rishona, the first initial bracha of drink before, has been pushed off. But the after bracha, the borena foshos perhaps, or if it's wine, alagefen, im kashir, then he would need to make that after bracha if what remains, or he's going to drink the, the, the required measure, um, or I say revius, um, a quarter of a lug, 86 milliliters, according to Rav Chaim Noya, um, uh, um, uh, as a, a total amount of drink. V'ayin l'kamen simen reish yud, and see later on simen reish yud, where this is treated with a greater length. 
the Ramor then tells us and, and disagrees with the Shulchan Aruch, and he says, V'yeshurim, there are those that say, to that one would still make a brocha after having drunk the initial, um, uh, have the initial gulp or, or whatever of that, of that, um, that drink. And, and this appears to be uh, the essential halacha. So this is interesting now. So, and, and this would be, I think, even in the case where there's no, no longer any, anything further to drink. We'll, we'll see what Mr. Burra has to say, uh, because normally we know that always, one usually makes the bracha over lasiosa. When it comes to doing a mitzvah, uh, or even having food, you make the bracha first, and then you either partake of the food or you do the mitzvah. Not usually the other way around. So what does the Mishra, what does the Mishra say here? I'll explain the Ramor. Sifkot Dalad. Yeshamim to Mavorech Alehem. You do make the bracha after having drunk. Hainu Achashabolam Mavorech Alehem Habrocha Rishona. After he swallowed, he makes the bracha, the first, the initial bracha, um, if it's water, Shahakol. Velodomi Lahadakaimelon Besimon Kuf Samach Zayin. This is not the same um, as we've established above um, in. In Kuf Samach Zayin, Sif Ches, the Nizkar Achashe Gomar Sudoso, if a person remembers after they've completed the meal, Shlo Beirach, that the person hadn't made the Brocha before the meal, Einum Vorach, then one doesn't make the Brocha afterwards. Why not? The Shainyach, why is it different? The Shainyach, it's different here. The Me'achashe Nizkar Be'odubipiv, he remembers the, the need to make a Brocha whilst the food, food or drink, drink in this case, is still in his mouth. As of brocha, then the obligation of the brocha is still at the time where he hasn't yet swallowed it. And therefore, it's still um, possible that um, he can in some way fulfill this idea of uh, making the brocha before he does the action. But he can't make the brocha um, because um, so at, at that point he, he needs to make the brocha before he swallows, but he physically can't make the bracha before he swallows, because it will start dribbling out of his mouth. Therefore, he doesn't become exempt from the bracha. So he need to, the, he, by force, he has to make it after having swallowed. And this there, it appears to be the, the central halacha. But says the uh, Mishnah Brua that most of the poskim actually don't agree with more. They hold like the first opinion. You don't afterwards make um, the, the, bracha, the first bracha, but you do make the bracha achrona im shosok sure if you drink the requisite amount that necessitates a bracha achrona. And this is what the Elia agrees to and paskins ha'adocha. All right, we'll come back next time and finish this simon um, and uh, we'll discuss food without having made a bracha. Thank you all for joining and have a wonderful rest of your day.